Ariana Grande on working with Doja Cat. She twerked so hard that her wig fully flew off. The pop singer is saving their joint track for the right time. After praising Doja for her musical talent and personality, Grande spoke about their shared enthusiasm for the joint track. We did a song together towards the end of last year, and I love it so much. I remember when I first wrote it and sent it to her, she was in the shower and she was like, Bitch, I love this. I'm in the shower. Grande recalled. She was like, I'm doing it right now. And I was like, okay, there's no rush. I'm not putting out a project anytime soon. Whatever. Grande continued by describing the call when Doji excited, excitedly shared her contribution to the song. And I think it was the next morning or something. She called me back. And she was twerking to it and her hair was falling off. She twerked so hard that her wig fully flew off. She had a whole verse done. Everything was done. I was like, first of all, you ate. She was like, how many bars can I take? Because this is mad inspiring and I, I want to just go. And I was like, take as many bars as you want. Do it. If you're inspired to say, to say stuff, let's go. And so she just goes off on it and it's so much fun and I love it. It's my favorite so far. Um, so when I first heard Ariana Grande, I thought she was basically just like a, a, a clone of Mariah Carey. Because the first song that I heard her on was the, the song, um, the song with the Iggy Azalea. And I believe it was one less problem without you or something like that. And it was a decent record. But if you listen to it, if you've heard it, like she sounds like Mariah. And eventually she she got into her own kind of her own kind of style where she didn't sound like Mariah. But in, in, in early on in her career, she sounded like her. So I didn't really like her because Mariah is probably one of my favorite singers. But um, th this is dope. Uh, I think Doja Cat probably is going to have another number one single whenever this song comes out. It's probably going to be a huge record. So I look forward to hearing the record from Doja Cat and Ariana Grande. America is stuck at home, but food delivery companies still struggle to profit. Coronavirus crisis creates a surge in orders, but also costs straining margins. Delivery companies are losing money on orders or barely breaking even. The coronavirus pandemic handed food delivery companies an unprecedented, unprecedented business opportunity. Millions of Americans stuck at home, missing their favorite restaurants. Yet they are struggling to, pro to profit from one of the greatest food delivery markets in decades. Companies including Grubhub Inc. and Uber Technologies Inc.'s Uber Eats division are losing money on delivery orders or barely breaking even. And they say they aren't sure how many dinners will stick with the delivery after stay-at-home orders are relaxed. Now, for me... I think that the actual opportunity is more so 
for the drivers <laughs> and the companies, which is actually good for the drivers that are switching from Lyft or Uber and they're going with the the Postmates, the Grubhubs, the, um, the Uber Eats, the DoorDashes, etc. It benefits the drivers to be able to make money with these orders. And um, unfortunately, the companies aren't profiting, but the drivers are getting paid. So um, I, I can't see the issue with the drivers getting paid. Also, maybe it'll cause the companies to look at how everything is structured. The amount of fees that they charge restaurants. Are they charging too much? Yeah. I mean, because if they if they revert to paying drivers less, there's going to be less drivers that want to sign up for the DoorDashes, the Postmates, the Uber Eats, etc. So they have to take all those things into account and find a way to make it profitable and find a way that they're paying the driver accordingly. And unfortunately, they may have to lower the fees for the restaurants in order for everyone to be happy. Husband asked if he'd be wrong to ask his anxious wife to stop listening to true crime podcasts. You're not the only person who's obsessed with true crime. You're also not the only person in the room right now, or are you? She is starting to get very paranoid and wants to make huge changes to the house. This kind of true crime induced paranoia can affect both podcast listeners and the people who love them. A guy posted on the Am I the asshole <clears throat> would i be the asshole if i asked my wife to stop listening to crime podcasts and was quick to acknowledge title probably sounds bad but here we go i am not a controlling person in my marriage if my wife wants to go out she goes out if she wants to buy something she generally gets it if she wants to watch vampire diaries for the 750,000 time while i watch something else elsewhere his wife isn't just obsessed with vampires, but real killers too. But recently, she started listening to a true crime podcast and is starting to affect our daily life. Since listening to this podcast, which she tells me is about unsolved murders, she's starting to get very paranoid and wants to make huge changes to the house that I don't personally feel are necessary and are not worth the money. He thinks that her desired renovations have gone from sensible to extreme she wants to add a door and window alarms which is fine i don't personally want them but i can manage with those but now she wants to switch out our exterior doors with new ones that don't have a window at all and also is looking into buying bars for the windows in case someone tries to break in through there we do not live in a dangerous neighborhood at all and the crime map Online, I can look at shows a single case of domestic violence in a two-mile radius of our house. Would I be the a-hole if I ask her to stop listening to this podcast and try to work through her newfound fright in a different way? Also, of note, as it's definitely important, we do have an almost three-year-old that she is, of course, worried about and could be feeling the majority of this. I mean, anytime you, you listen to, 
to like a podcast or like that or you watch a, a true crime TV, you're you're going to start to be a little paranoid and start overthinking things. But if you're generally in a safe neighborhood, it's not necessarily something you should worry about, but you should have cameras in place. And I think the, the doors with the alarm are a great idea, but putting bars Usually when people put bars on the window, that like that to me has always been a sign that it's not necessarily a good neighborhood. And that might actually bring down the property value of your home because people look at that and just assume like bad things have happened to this house, even if it hasn't, even if it's not true. Um, but I, I I'm not agreeing with the husband just because I'm a guy. But she definitely needs to stop putting those thoughts into her brain every day by listening to a, a crime podcast every single day. Yeah, that's ridiculous. She needs to balance it with some positive news. Those are my thoughts on that. Another billion-dollar quarter for Sony Music as streaming revenues jumped 27.4% year-on-year. According to a fiscal announcement from parent Sony Corp today, analyzed by MBW, Sony Music saw recorded music revenues rise 13.5% year-on-year to $1.074 billion in the three months to the end of March. Within this figure, streaming revenues were up 27.4% year-on-year to $641.7 million during calendar quarter one. Sony's fiscal quarter four, an annual increase of $138 million. Physical music revenues also rose year-on-year up 10.9% to $196.3 million. Both Sony's overall recorded music revenues negative 7.2% and streaming revenues, negative 4.1% were down quarter on quarter versus calendar quarter four, 2019. The artist projects that generated the most revenue for New York based Sony music entertainment in calendar quarter one, 2020 were fine line by Harry Styles, various releases by future, presumably including the hit life is good featuring Drake, hot pink by Doja Cat, Jack Boys by Jack Boys, Ordinary Man by Ozzy Osbourne, 7 EP by Lil Nas X, and What You See Is What You Get by Luke Combs. Across Sony Corp's music division, including recorded music, publishing, and visual media and platform, the company estimates that the effects of COVID-19 directly resulted in just a 1% decline in consolidated operating income in the 12 months to end of March. Obviously, coronavirus lockdown only impacted a minority of the quarter one 2020 period in most of the world. With the national state of emergency declared by U.S. President Donald Trump on March 13th, however, Sony Corp today gently warned investors to brace themselves for potentially harsher impact across the rest of the year. Around the world, but especially in the U.S., the release of new music is being delayed primarily due to some artists being unable to record songs and music videos, said Sony. The impact on profitability from the delays in new music is limited at this time, and the U.S. and other countries where the proportion of music that is streamed is high, but in countries like Japan and Germany, where the proportion of music that is streamed is relatively low, 
CDs and other packaged media sales are decreasing due to restrictions on going outside. Sony added ticket revenue, merchandising revenue, and video revenue are decreasing as concerts and other events are being postponed and canceled in Japan and other areas. Due to a global reduction in advertising spending, revenue from advertising supported streaming services and revenue from the licensing of music and TV commercials is decreasing. Additionally, delays in the production of motion pictures and TV shows are causing a decline in music licensing revenue. Sony Corp's music publishing operation, which includes Sony AT, Sony slash ATV, incorporating EMI Music Publishing and Sony Music Publishing Japan, posted external quarterly revenues of 367.6 million or 40.065 billion yen in calendar quarter one, fiscal quarter four. That was up 14.6% year on year at the US dollar level, a gain of 47 million. Sony's overall music division, including recorded music publishing and visual media platform posted quarterly sales of 1.9 billion in calendar quarter one. Fiscal quarter four representing a fall of 0.6% year-on-year at the U.S. dollar level. That decline was entirely down to slip in sales in visual media and platform, which doesn't reflect Sony's performance in either recorded music or publishing. In the same calendar quarter, calendar quarter 1 2020, Sony Corp's overall music division posted a quarterly operating profit of $278.3 million, representing a 40 0.9% increase on the 197.5 million posted in the same period of the prior year. So despite COVID-19 affecting live performances and affecting people being able to buy physical CDs by not being able to really go outside in uh, countries like Japan and Germany, Sony is still finding a way to be profitable which is incredible considering that there a lot of their artists aren't really doing like online shows or anything. So it, it shows you just how, how strong music is as an industry. I know some people look at music and they only think of it in terms of just like the billboard 200, but you have to also think about it in terms of music being in video games, music being in TV, film. And even though production has slowed down for TV and film, you have to think of the amount of projects that are on hold right now that once COVID-19 passes that are going to need music. So this should be inspiration to all the producers, songwriters out there. This is the time for you to truly be working on a whole lot of music to get placed in the future and secure that bag once the green light go the green light is there for these projects for uh new movies and new tv shows so there's definitely a silver lining that uh all recording artists right now i don't care if you're on a major label or you're independent you should be paying attention to this because now you have a new approach to making money that you may not be thinking about it. So if you only been writing songs geared towards the top 200, you may consider writing um, cues. You may consider writing jingles now. 
I, I know I, I primarily do a rap and R and B, but I've also been taking courses on making music for film. And I'm glad that I have, because now I can add that, add that to my library and pitch it to more places and have potential placements. And in other words, in a way that I wouldn't have got before because I just stayed in my comfort zone right now, it's not the time to stay in your comfort zone. You got to leave that comfort zone if you're going to survive. They said I wasn't good enough They said I wouldn't make it And since I wouldn't fake it To reach my greatness I was patiently waiting Patiently waiting Patiently waiting Waiting for my time My time My time Waiting for my time, my time, my time uh, Got a taste of the limelight, it's kind of addicting Last year you left me on red, now you want the main position I was patiently waiting, patiently waiting Patiently waiting, uh, waiting for my time, my time my time, waiting for my time, my time, my time. Uh. Hello, all doubters, counting me out. My flow was silencer. I don't miss my target. The dopest artist on the market. Any beat, I'ma spark it. Any beef, better chill. I'm colder than Paul Wall's grill. No need for debating. Your top five, I'ma change it. Wasn't a sucker to be famous. So now records, I'm breaking. I was patiently waiting, patiently waiting, patiently waiting, waiting for my time, my time, my time, waiting for my time, my time, my time. I was patiently waiting, patiently waiting, patiently waiting. For my time, for my time.